0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners. We coach the global community of women in high school sports, the Florida Coaches Coalition and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You've heard me say many times, these are four great organizations. You really need to add them to your network. And now Don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next four minutes and listen to our sponsorship shout outs. These are all great products that you should have helping you out. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Home Campus for their support of the podcast. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for the podcast. And it's also your one-stop platform for scheduling, student-athlete clearance, state association networking, and so much more. As an athletic director, I used home campus and just loved it. Used it every day. Our parents and our coaches loved it. And the home campus staff was outstanding to work with. To get started, go to home-campus.com and sign up. That's home-campus.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a huddle school at huddle.com. You're going to change the way you see the game. When I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school and our coaches just loved the tools that they provided to help them coach their athletes and prepare them for the next level. Huddle is a complete professional grade solution to the challenges we face as ADs at Huddle. We believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Go to huddle.com and get started today. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire platform, Snap Connect, Snap Manage, Snap Store, and of course, Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We used it with great success and so can you. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. That's snapraise.com. We also want to thank Gipper. Go to Gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channel. At Gipper.com, you don't need any special training. You don't need a special device. And you can do it in seconds. That's Gipper.com. Mention the podcast. You'll get a nice little discount. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They can transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their products, and when you're ready to buy, mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount from them. That's Vital Signs Wall of Fame, bring your school's legacy to life. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing. The leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. Hometown has helped thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. They're also going to provide you with a dedicated client success manager that's giving you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. Check it out today. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to thank District 1. Go to District 1, that's W-O-N, and you're going to feel like you've won because District 1 offers fully custom premium uniforms with on-time delivery in 20 business days or less. You also can order one-at-a-time replacements, so you'll never have to replace a full set of uniforms when you only need to order one or two pieces. Stop dealing with late deliveries. Go to district1.com. That's W-O-N, one, on the back end. Click the team gear button and get your free quote at district1.com. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, to see their tables and their boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Athleticsurveys can create a custom survey for your school that's going to allow you to take the pulse of your parents and your student-athletes. ADs typically only hear from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys connects you with that 2%, but they also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Get the data that you can use when you're talking to that frustrated parent or your principal, or your school board. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to Virginia today, and we're going to visit with Laura Parker. Laura's a registered athletic administrator, and she's an assistant director of athletics for the Virginia High School League. So we're going to hear a little bit about uh, how they run things in Virginia. Laura Parker, welcome to the Educational Lady Podcast.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, it's a busy time. You and I were visiting in Florida. We're all wrapped up. Uh, and for our listeners, we're recording this on May 30th. Uh, Virginia's still going uh, strong with state championship events. So we're going to hear about that a little bit more. But, Laura, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that bio, where you were born, where you grew up maybe take us up through the high school and college years, and then we'll take a break and then come back and hear about your early career. But what's the Laura Parker story?
1: Sure. I was uh, born and raised in Yorktown, Virginia. Uh, and uh, you know, where the where the revolutionary war was won. Um, I played basketball. I swam competitively. And um, actually then I had a career ending basketball injury, but kept on swimming. Um, I went to Radford University and majored in health and physical education and also uh, recently just got my master's from George Washington University in educational leadership and administration.
0: Wow. Uh, Take me back through those uh, competitive years. Uh, I was not a swimmer at all. Uh, You know, my swimming is, uh, you know, jump in the lake, swim and uh, jump back out again. So what was that like uh, at the competitive level, swimming?
1: So I swam from an early age. I started swimming. Um, you know, Summer League is very big in, in Virginia and, and a lot of fun, actually, too. Uh, I started swimming when I was four and swam all the way through. They did not have high school swimming at that point in time. Uh, so you swam for, club. you know, a club. Uh, so I swam all the way through high school and then actually tried to do a little bit of college and decided uh, I liked uh, college a little bit more than I liked swimming at that point in time. Um, so, but I did swim all the way through high school and and college a, a little bit at the beginning.
0: Okay. Now, what, what was your um, events in the water? Uh, the last school I was at as an athletic director, we had swimming, pretty good team too, but those distance events uh I, I know the the swimmers they would hold the cards down in the water <laughs> under the water so they knew how many laps they have left goodness gracious yeah that's uh, for the 500 was... yeah
1: i was uh i was not a distant swimmer i was a uh, um, butterfly or breaststroker and like the shorter distances a little bit more so more in the 100 and 200 range but yeah
0: okay um As you, um, we'll talk about your career, but again, going back to your competitive uh, times, high school and college athlete, what are some experiences that stick out for you uh, that at the time you really didn't realize it, but years later when you became an athletic director that you can, you gained from that experience, anything stick out for you?
1: Yeah, honestly, so my injury was actually one of the major reasons why I sort of took the path I did Um, when I, uh, when I, I broke my ankle pretty badly, had a pin and washer put in it back then, you know, that wasn't, you know, as easy as it is now. Um, So I had to actually like, not like, not even hardly touch the ground for six months. I was on crutches. Um, And, and to be honest with you, it sort of changed my trajectory at that point you know, that group that was my friends that I had played basketball with since I was small, sort of, I drifted one way and and away from my team because I just couldn't get back out there on the court. So, you know, I always, in coaching, and when I became an athletic director, I really stressed to, to, um, on my teams, and then as an athletic director, that doesn't matter if you're number one or number 12, everybody should feel important. And if something happens to somebody that you really, really need to keep that relationship strong and keep them involved in the team. Cause it did, it changed my friendship groups. It changed a lot of things in my life. So it was one of sort of the major reasons why I kept in the in the direction I wanted to go as far as being a coach and a and eventually an AD.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm, and I'm going to guess part of your rehab was uh, spending time in the water, correct?
1: <laughs> it was, yeah. So I went heavier back into swimming after I could, could get back in the pool, yes.
0: Okay. For our listeners, our guest today is Laura Parker. She's a registered athletic administrator, and she's an assistant athletic director with the Virginia High School League. We're going to hear a bit more about that as we get into the uh, interview, but let's go and take our first break. We'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Home Campus for their support of the podcast. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association information management platform for the podcast, and it's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student-athlete clearance, uh, state association networking, and so much more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus at my school every single day, and it was just fantastic. And the Home Campus team was fantastic to work with. If you want to find out more about all the things that Home Campus can do for you, go to home-campus.com. That's home-campus.com. Get started. See all the things that Home Campus can do for you and your program. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Change the way you see the game as a football coach i used huddle for years but when i became an athletic director i made sure our school was a huddle school and our coaches just loved the tools the smart cameras the analytics uh, everything that huddle provided that allowed them to coach our kids at the highest level at huddle we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle join the six million users and turn your school into a huddle school. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational Lady Podcast. We're visiting today with Laura Parker from the Virginia High School League. Laura, you kind of took us up through um, the high school and college days. Share, if you can, uh, some of those early uh, teaching and coaching positions that led to becoming an AD and ultimately to your current position with the Virginia high school league.
1: Great. Um, I actually started coaching very early. Uh, I mentioned some of those summer leagues. I started coaching swimming actually at the age of 12 and helping with the six and unders. Um, and then as I, I, I kept on coaching uh, swimming, and then when I, after I graduated from Radford university, I uh, coached basketball at that point, uh, started with middle school, and then um, actually in my first high school job, which I eventually became the athletic director of that school, uh, I was hired and uh, honestly wasn't quite ready for that head coaching job, but I was hired for it at that point in time. You just said, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, when you were offered a job. And so I I took a job at at, um, Grafton High School in Yorktown, Virginia. And at that point it was a brand new school. So I was the first varsity coach for girls basketball. That was when basketball was in the fall. And uh, then uh, eventually swimming coach. And I was a middle school softball coach because we were um, a combined school. So one side was six through eight and the other side was nine through 12. So I actually taught on the middle school side and um, and 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 coached a little bit on both sides.
0: You know, that we hear the expression a lot, uh, and it certainly applied to me when I became a head football coach at 25 years old, uh, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, looking back, what were some things that you didn't know?
1: I think the biggest thing for me was I, you, you take everything really, really personally. And, um, you, you know, things hurt your feelings a little bit more and uh the parents get to you a little easier and and so my the principal that actually hired me and he's definitely one of my mentors he he passed not too long ago Mr. Carmine's you know, he told me one time when I was struggling he said are you giving 100% and is it always for the kids and I would say yes sir and he said well you know what that's enough and that's all you have to keep in mind are you giving 100% and is always for the kids and and so I think you know I I I I was excited for the position, but when you get parents sort of, you know, in being parents as they are, it's, it's tough to not take it personally. And so that's, that's basically the the biggest thing probably at that point being young.
0: Yeah. I, I would go right along with that. Uh, you know, just, you know, you want to do good and you're, you're young, you're eager, you're passionate. Uh, uh, I, I had one of my mentors tell me, um, Jake, the, talking about kids, they're never going to love it as much as you love it. Okay. You became a coach, you know, they're just playing and, you know, most of them aren't going to become it. So uh, I didn't like that at first, but he was absolutely right. You know, you, 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 you understand that, you know, everybody comes to it with their own frism. Um, We'll talk about this a little bit more, but uh, you made the jump from being a school-based AD to working for the state association. And uh, I'm sure the Virginia high school leagues very much like our Uh, Florida High School Athletic Association here in Florida, great people, you know, former coaches, former ADs. What attracted you to make that move to work at the state level?
1: I think for me, it was a progression of, um, I had been, uh, like I said, I was at Grafton High School pretty much my whole career. I was a middle school athletic director and assistant high school athletic director for 11 years. And then I became the AD for 15 years. So for me, it was a, a natural progression. It was a huge step because I had actually, except for college, never lived away from Yorktown. So I did have to move. Uh, so that was a big decision. But I think for, it it was, I was ready to, I used to always say, you know, as an AD, you're sort of coaching the coaches. And, and here I feel now I can help other ADs. And um, that was sort of, you know, my why like can i can i touch a broader spectrum of people and help a broader spectrum of people Mm
0: -hmm. no and i think that's a, a great great uh you know viewpoint uh athletic directors are the ones that are working with the association on behalf of their coaches and their athletes and their teams and it's uh having that relationship and and speaking the language of an athletic director uh, I think is critical. You can sometimes tell people from the state association that they might've been coaches, but they weren't ADs. And it's a little bit different viewpoint. Okay.
1: Correct. Yes. (laughs) Correct.
0: Um, We're going to hear more about uh, the Virginia high school league in in another segment, but let's go and take another quick break. Uh, Again, for our listeners, we're visiting today with Laura Parker, She's a longtime athletic director and coach. She's a registered athletic administrator, and she's an assistant director of athletics with the Virginia High School Leagues. So let's go and take that break. We'll be back with some more. This is the Educational Lady Podcast. We want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms that you can find at snapraise.com. Go to snapraise.com. Check out Snap Connect, Snap Store, Snap Manage, and of course SnapRaise, their fundraising platform. We used it at my school with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to SnapRaise.com to find out more. That's SnapRaise.com. We also want to thank Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com, see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. Kids today are on social media, and if you're not creating posts to uh, feature your athletes, your teams, your coaches, even you, you're really missing out. Go to Gipper.com, they'll show you how to do it. Uh, Mention the podcast, and you'll also get a nice little discount. That's Gipper.com. Start creating custom content. For your school's social media channel. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Laura, one thing that I really enjoy listening to is when our guests share some of the mentors that they've had in their lives. You know, none of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that have helped you along the way?
1: Um, Certainly, I I would probably say my my father was probably my first one. Uh, He... Just really taught me what a strong work ethic was. He uh, came from a uh, background of farming and then uh, went on to be in the National Park Service, which is why I lived in Yorktown. And, and he just had that strong work ethic and never let me really quit anything. And uh, he also taught me how to treat everyone with respect, no matter of their position. Um, and as an athletic director, you, you know, you work with a lot of different people, put a lot of different hats on. You're in the school when only the custodians are there and they become some of your best friends, right? And so you, no matter who or where my dad sort of taught me, like you can learn from everyone. And that was one of the main things. And then uh, I mentioned before, probably my, one of my, my first high school principal um, that I worked under was, uh, Mr. Carmine's. And, uh, again, he hired me for my first coaching position and, and sort of made sure to keep me there and keep me focused on the importance of why we worked. Um, and it was always for the kids and, and just to continue to do a hundred percent. And so those are probably the two that stick out the most for me.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, the role of the AD is is kind of coaching the coaches. And now, you know, with your state association, you know, you're coaching ADs. Um, have you had an opportunity? I'm sure you have. Uh, but have you had an opportunity in, in your leadership career where you have been able to serve as a mentor to someone and, and maybe share uh, how your mentorship has helped them along?
1: I would hope I would, you know, that was with a lot of my coaches. Um, I did, I, I was big on hiring alumni, uh, just because those individuals that played at Grafton, uh, knew what I sort of expected and, and the, that we're, a, I, I was heavy on athletic departments. We're not one sport versus another. We were Grafton athletics. And, um, so when I hired those, I have a, actually a group of my whole cheerleading squad was competitive cheerleading um and sideline cheerleading that all were alumni and um so i, I would think that that all of them would say I was inter- instrumental in how they coached in the program that they formed and they are six-time state champions now so that would probably be my group that i would say i mentored and sort of brought through and again they i learned from them as well so i learned things that that you know I, everybody on my staff could use so
0: Let's go ahead and uh, jump into um, what you're doing with Virginia High School League. Um, you know uh, most state associations, you know the directors, uh, they'll be assigned you know different sports. Um, you know what are some of the things that you're doing right now with the Virginia High School League?
1: So I am in charge in the, in the fall sports. I have uh, volleyball and field hockey, and so I run those those state tournaments uh, work closely with the rules interpreter and, and do the, the, the rules clinics. Um, I also, in the winter, I'm, I do swimming and in the spring right now, I'm soccer and softball. And then I am also um, over coaches education committee as well as um, our, in Virginia, we use our school very heavily. That's uh, for our all of our um, el- eligibilities, etc cetera, schedules. And, and I work with our school. So I'm sort of the liaison with them. Uh, so that that's sort of my role as far as right now.
0: In your time, uh, I think I read where you've been with uh, Virginia High School League for uh, about a year now. You know, what's been one of the uh, what's been one of your favorite experiences and, and what's been, as we like to say, a, a learning experience for you, if you could share that?
1: I think for me, I, I did um, early on, I did some weekly webinars and um, on different topics uh, that that uh, I knew would help new ADs and honestly old ADs, cause you know, you're always, you always steal from other people per se to to make your programs better. So I, I did uh, weekly webinars and on different topics, whether it be organization. Uh, I just gave a, a talk at the Virginia, um, uh, the VIAA convention on basically overcoming the overwhelm, how to how to help yourself in the office type thing. And so that's been really rewarding. I would like to do more of that. Uh, and um, probably the biggest surprise for me has been how much dealing with officials. Um, officials, when you're an AD, you schedule them, you shake their hands, you make sure they're safe, you give them water and you shake their hands and say goodbye, right? And that's not so much here, you really work with commissioners and a little bit deeper than I, I really ever thought I would so um, and and I've enjoyed seeing that other side so. That's definitely been something different I thought for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to pick your brain a little bit on officials but we're going to save that for our next uh, segment. Once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Laura Parker, longtime athletic director and now a director with the Virginia High School League. We're going to take that break, but we're coming back. This is the Educational 80 podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is actually an interactive touchscreen video console that's going to highlight your school's greatest moments, past and present, um, in academics, athletics, and the arts. It's also a great way to display your school records or your school's Hall of Fame. For more information, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to buy, use the link vital signs, wall of slash Jake, and you'll get a nice little discount. It's vital signs, wall of fame, bring your school's legacy to life. We also want to say thanks to hometown ticketing for their support. Hometown is the trusted leader in digital ticketing. And if you, if you go to hometown ticketing.com, they're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online How to scan the attendees that come to your events, not just athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, dances, even graduation. They'll also show you how to collect your revenue and every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational Ed Podcast. Our guest is Laura Parker, longtime athletic director in Virginia and now a member of the staff for the Virginia High School League. Laura, you mentioned that you spent some time in your job with Virginia High School uh, working with officials. Um, I'm still a, a high school basketball official here in Florida, and I work um, as an official college and uh, high school uh, track meets. Um, we know, all know that there's an officials shortage and, and I think most state associations are working to promote, you know, uh, great sportsmanship. Um, let me ask you a question as an AD, and I'm not trying to get preachy here because as when I was a coach, I was not the best example, okay, as far as relating with uh, officials, but um, where do you, let's say, personally maybe not professionally where do you draw the line with coaches chatting to officials um the example and I'll use basketball because I hear it all the time um you know hey ref you missed that hey that was traveling hey you got to call it both ways you know hey uh, you're killing us or you know add some volume and intensity and some arm flailing to that okay where do you as an ad draw the line I would tell our coaches for all sports, I'm paying you to coach the kids. If you're yapping at the officials, who's coaching the kids? So um, what, what's your philosophy on that as a, an athletic director?
1: I, I sort of used to spread this really throughout my um, my staff and, and, and parents. But, you know, as a coach, how you act filters, right? It, it's going to be how your athletes act. And a lot of times you can change the whole, you know, direction of how the fans act. Uh, in my parent meeting, I used to say all the time, how many times if you're screaming and yelling at a ref or saying things to a ref, have they changed the call? Exactly.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> never, right? Never. They're, they're and, and they're never going to admit right then and there if it was even a bad call anyway. It's not going to change anything. So yes, do we all have high emotions at times? We do. Do we all think, oh my gosh, that was a horrible call? Yes, it might've been, right? But in the end, it's not going to change anything. So we all have to, you know, I say walk on, walk off all the same way, all the time, win or lose the same way. And it's it's sort of that same way, you know, they're human, officials are human, coaches are human, players are human, parents are human. Everybody makes mistakes. And so, and it doesn't help to be yelled at to make those mistakes better. And so, I think it's really, really that communication from every angle um, that that it's that's the only way it's going to get better. And I, I really did not put up with it. Um, and and one of the biggest things, uh, I you know that I really thought of um, the Virginia High School League. We have a sportsmanship. Um, it's called the Claudia Dobson Award. And that was one of the things I really strove for at my high school to win that award. And that means no ejections, you know, no violations. And, and, and my my athletes, they all knew that. My parents all knew that. It was something that that I thought was important. And that's the only way to continue to, to get better at that, to make sure that it is a top priority and that all the, I call them stakeholders, right? your community, your parents, your coaches, your kids, everybody works together as a team to make it better.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, You know, on the human thing, uh, you know, you're going to get some bad calls, uh, but in pick your sport, you know, maybe not swimming, but you know, football, soccer, basketball, there's going to be a ton of 50, 50 calls. So as a coach, Why don't you try to turn those 50-50 calls into 51-49 calls in your favor? And it's not why you do it. It's the right thing to do. But um, referees are human. And, uh, you know, you're going to want that call, you know, in the fourth quarter. You know, maybe, uh, you know, coach your kids and not worry about uh, the officials. Um, Certainly sportsmanship is a best practice. And that's one of the things we try to do with this podcast is share best practices. From your perspective, as a longtime athletic director and now with the State Association, what are some best practices that you have seen or maybe you did at your school that you can share with our listeners? Uh, Anything come to mind?
1: I think um, over my years, my 15 years, the biggest thing was to have a plan. Um, Every year, you know, and this doesn't happen overnight. Strategic plan doesn't happen overnight. Uh, When I first started. I did it by myself, by the time I ended, it was always with other, like I just said, stakeholders, Um, but build that strategic plan. uh, And that sort of gives you that direction or roadmap to keep you and your department um, on, you know, focused on what your vision and mission really is. Uh, It builds that culture at your school. You know, everybody sort of knows, it doesn't have to be shown all the time, everywhere, but if it's in your parent meeting, it's in your meeting with your athletes, it's in your coaches meeting, they know the direction that you're moving, Um, you know, so that was a big thing for me, is to always have that plan, Um, stay organized, that's another one, Um, plan that year, I used to set, set it up by month, I'm, I'm a big uh, list person, right, so I, I have it set up. August, I need to do this. You know, every every month. Um, it doesn't mean that you know that list isn't going to change. Yep, <laughs> that list isn't going to change. Um, but have that list and and you know make sure you're you're looking at it often. Um, and then I think probably one of the best things as an AD that I did, and 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 I, again, I got better and better at this throughout my 15 years. Because in year one it's if you're doing it, that's great. But I, I used to have one day, mine was Sunday after church. And and that day, I would come in a couple hours, make sure I had all, all my emails set up for the week. So to my admin, to my coaches, to my opponents, um, and just making to my, you know, bus, bus people, officials, everything was set up, everything went out on Sunday, um, my ticket takers, and just to make sure that I was organized for the week and, and had coverage and, and knew where I was had to be and where everybody else had to be. Um, that was huge. Uh, and um, to me, I uh, you know, again, year one, you didn't have the technology I had in year 15, right. So year one, it was just an email. By year 15, the schedule can be just sent, right? It was already in, in a system and it could just be sent out. Um, so that was that was huge. And the other thing probably to me, and that was organizing my day. Uh, I think um, fires happen all the time, right? So you come in and you, you get on your email and then next thing you know, it's 2.30 in the afternoon and you're starting to set up for your games. Um, block out your time. So know that you, okay, I can spend an hour on email. Then next thing I do, I need to go and, and check on, my facilities and make sure they're ready for the afternoon the next thing so organize and blocking my day that would that was uh major for me and again don't worry about getting that list done just know that you know it's it's going to be there tomorrow just tick off what's the most important things um and then probably last is is i'm a i'm a communication relationship So again, I I got better at this as the years went on. Uh, I really believe in um, scheduling time to meet with your coaches. Um, Really after COVID uh, was when I probably got the best at it. I figured, okay, I I always had my coaches meetings, but how can I really, really sit down with these coaches, build my relationship with them, know how they're doing, what they need from me. So I would schedule bi-weekly individual meetings with my coaches 15 minutes 20 minutes but away from the gym away from the field or wherever they are and just come into my office and you know you're not in trouble <laughs> you know come in and let's sit down let's talk and and so it that that really 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 made a difference it um kept me close to the team because I would ask them how are things going how are the how's how's the team? You know what's the good, what's the bad, what's you know, and and it really became a time that my coaches look forward to and I look forward to. Uh, And again, it was biweekly. I would do my JV coaches one week, my varsity coaches the next, and so it really helped me have a pulse on my team.
0: Yeah, boy, what a great list of uh, best practices. I hope you saved something for uh, our, our toolbox. But no, that's fantastic. And the one, your last one, those uh, meetings, you know, I, I would tell the coaches, you know, uh, you know, something comes up, come in and see me. I'll be walking through your practice. You know, just keep on coaching. I, I'm excited. I want to see what you're doing. But having those informal conversations, uh, you know, really helps build, and you talked about it, build those relationships. Great stuff. Okay. For our listeners, uh, if you haven't been paying attention, our guest today is Laura Parker, a longtime athletic director in Virginia, and now an assistant director of athletics with the Virginia High School League. We're going to take another break, but we're almost done. Uh, this is the Educational 80 Podcast, so please stay with us. We want to say thanks to District One for their support. That's District One W O N, and you're going to feel like you've won because District 1 offers you fully custom premium uniforms with on-time delivery in 20 business days or less. And get this, you can also order one-at-a-time replacements, so you'll never have to order a full set of uniforms when you only need to replace one or two. Stop dealing with late deliveries and go to district1.com. Again, that's W-O-N, district1.com. Click the Team Gear button. For your free quote, district1.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, check out their products, and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and their scoreboards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was our Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule that live web demo. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back everyone to the educational AD podcast. Laura, we were talking during the break and you mentioned that you really feel, uh, you know, community service is an important part of your programs. Share with our listeners, uh, you know, how they might be able to incorporate that into their program.
1: So um, I actually did this part as part of my strategic plan at Grafton and and we had, uh, we, we themed it, you know, everybody likes a theme, everybody likes a t-shirt or, you know, bracelet or whatever it might be. So we actually did what's called, uh, we called it one team and uh, the athletic department as a whole concentrated on supporting the community inside the school school and outside the school as well as each other. Um, because how I phrased it to the kids when we, when we first launched this was no one else really knows how much an athlete puts in, but another athlete. And so as, as the one team initiative, uh, again, every program, did their uh did a community service and that could and I did one inside the building or inside the school area, and then one outside school. So for instance, we did a you know a cleanup day, and every program came and did a out you know our our facility cleanup day, um, and then uh, we did you know uh, two programs came in and painted the numbers on the parking lot. And so they did this together. So it could be the volleyball team and the field hockey team working together to do a project. So they got to know each other. It wasn't a competitive thing. They were together doing things. Um, And then we also did, because it was called one team, they also made sure they went to each other's sports and supported each other. Um, The things such as golf and that, you know, doesn't necessarily get seen a whole lot my field hockey program went and, and and hung out at a golf match. The golfers came and and watched a volleyball game and it was um it was just a neat program uh, and and the kids enjoyed it and the other thing is uh you know most kids have to get a certain number of community service in uh, in school why not get it with what you do in your athletic program so it's a two for one deal you don't have to do it outside of when you're you know probably practicing six days a week and doing homework after practice, you can get it during that time, that two hour practice and and get it get your community service in right there. So that was one of the things I really, really found to help everybody and really bring everybody together as, as a group.
0: You know, ADs are always struggling uh, to build that fan support, to connect the teams, to keep the coaches from, uh, you know, getting into that silo mentality. Uh, and what a great way to encourage the student athletes and the coaches to go out and support the other uh, programs. We'll hear from parents Um and again, I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, we'll hear parents that lament how it was back in their day. Uh, well, back in their day, we didn't have so many teams uh, that now the fan base, they're no longer fans. They're on other teams. They've got their own thing going on. So great way, great idea from you to connect those teams and get them to support the other programs. Okay? Um, Laura, um, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out pick your brain a little bit about how you did things at your school or even questions about being a director at the state level what's the best way that they can get a hold of you
1: so um probably email and that is lparker@vhsl.org uh feel free to email me anytime and and i can get in touch right you know back with whoever
0: okay and laura also has a fledgling uh, twitter account you know uh follow her on twitter uh, help her build up that uh uh, her her Twitter followers. And yeah, I
1: had quite a lot when I was the athletic director. I gave that account to who followed me. So now I have a new one. Yes. <laughs> All right.
0: Laura, this has been really cool. spending some time with you. It makes me want to come up to Virginia and hang out with you a little bit. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always end with the athletic director's toolbox. You certainly know your way around the world of athletics. But in just a second, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. When we come back, we're going to find out what Laura Parker is going to put into her new Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. ADs typically only hear the complaints, uh, those complaints coming from the 2% that want to gripe about everything. And athletic surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that really love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have When you're talking with one of those complainers or your school board or your principal, go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. You'll find it all at athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting today with Laura Parker, a registered athletic administrator and a director of athletics for the Virginia High School League. She's a longtime AD herself, but right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new AD, but I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. So, Laura, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox?
1: Well, I would say number one most important is to build your own all star team. So uh, this can be your s- staff, uh, teachers, uh, student volunteers, other ADs, and, and even parents. Uh, very, very important to, you know, we're, we're not good at everything. So uh, have those people on your all star team that are good at the things you're not good at. I had one go to teacher. She did not coach anything. She was the photography teacher and she was my go-to because she could get something done, computer for me quick, a brochure done for me quick, whatever I needed. And she was just a fantastic resource. And she was probably one of my number ones on my all-star team. So that would be the first thing. Um, Probably the second is to not try to do it all at once. Uh, You know, Um, I liked to add one new thing a year so whether the my first early on it was an athlete of the week and a team of the week. And then later it was um, the one team uh, which I just talked about with the community service, then the next year it was impact night uh, having the 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 students uh, introduce and say what teacher had impacted them the most. So just sort of one thing that you could do every year, but don't try to do it all at once because those programs won't make it through, unfortunately, if you're trying to do it all. And then probably the the last thing, and uh, this took me a while to, to really get through my brain, um, but just remember to have fun. You know, you went into being an athletic director, a coach for a reason. Uh, get to the practices, get from behind your desk. Make relationships with, you know, your student athletes and with your coaches. Um, and and just remember, you can't make everyone happy. Uh, and um, some years are better than others. You know, there's always going to be an unhappy coach, an unhappy athlete, and certainly an unhappy parent. Right. But so just continue to remember, you can't make everybody happy and just enjoy yourself. Um, and, I, and just to add a fourth one um, to me. Uh, one of the biggest things is to reflect often. Um, sometimes we don't necessarily do that. I call it reflect and reset. Uh, and sometimes you need this weekly. Sometimes it's monthly. Sometimes it can be yearly. But always just sit back and look and, and say to yourself, you know, are you focused on your why? And are you working on what matters most? And so those are probably the four things that I, if I was to look back on my 15
0: years that, that I think you probably need the most. Uh, I love your term, uh, you know, create your own all-star team. Uh, you know, gr- great visual for that. And and of course, have fun. Um, you know, we I, I would joke, but it was true. Uh, I would say being an athletic director, it it beats working for a living. Uh, you know, we, we've got a great job. Yes, there are challenges, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's a fun job to have um laura thanks again for spending some time with us during a very busy time for you with championships and everything one more time if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain listeners i think you got a great resource here how can they get a hold of you
1: yes email again is l parker p-a-r-k-e-r at vhsl.org mm-hmm.
0: laura parker uh, virginia high school league thanks again for sharing and all the best with uh, your last couple of weeks on the job and then uh, hopefully you get some downtime in the summer.
1: Yes. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it.
0: For listeners, we do this just about every day and we upload the zoom recordings to the educational AD podcast, YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next time for another great interview on the educational 80 podcast. We'll see you next time.